0: Welcome to Sports Wrap. Here on Tuesday, October 13th, I'm here with Alex Wilbur, Jason
1: James. I'm Garrett Davenport. Guys, how we doing? Doing fantastic, Garrett. Feeling good.
2: Yeah, what he said. <laughs> what he said. Oh, that
1: was
2: (laughs) anticlimactic.
0: Jeez. I don't know what to do with my time now. (laughs) Jesus, guys. Excited to be here. Excited to be here. Are you
1: guys excited to be on Sports Wrap? Jeez. Oh, yeah. First one of the year, baby. Big birthday
0: announcement. Jason James, it is his birthday today.
1: Oh, happy belated birthday.
0: Thank you. I
2: appreciate it.
0: Heck yeah, man. Well, looks like we're just going to get right into it. And we're going to start with some college football. Another week and another cancellation for App State. There hasn't been a football game for us in the whole month of October. So, guys, I just kind of want to ask you the question Are we confident that we will continue to play football this year?
1: I'm pretty confident we're going to continue on the schedule. I think we're just, I mean, we're taking the normal precautions that a lot of other teams are taking right now. Uh, I do think it's going to be a little later than people expect just because with the number of uh positive cases have states gotten uh but I do think they'll get back to normal soon.
2: Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think I think eventually we'll get back to normal. I think it's just going to take some time. Like I've said on here before, good things come to those who wait. So, I think that um you know, kind of like you said taking the precautionary steps and stuff. I think that I think I think we'll we'll be back and we'll have games at the rock here very soon. So,
0: I mean, yeah, I agree with you guys. Uh, I think, I mean, I think we're fine. But there is another question I put in here: is should the Sun Belt cancel this season? It's not necessarily will they, but do you think that the Sun Belt and maybe even other conferences should cancel their seasons at this
2: point? Well, I know for me, I could be wrong, but as far as I know, I think Apps probably got the highest amount of team cases. Um, I could be wrong, um, but it wouldn't surprise me if the Sunbelt canceled the season. But I don't. I don't think personally they should cancel it just because the competition in the Sun Belt this year is incredible. I mean, they're getting, we're getting the Sun Belt Conference is getting national publicity, TV publicity. So I mean, we got there's three teams in the Sun Belt. that all three have a good shot so far in the year to win the the conference. So I don't. I don't think they should cancel it.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I think the Sun Belt. We've got you know Louisiana. They're ranked right now. App State's creeping in on that as well. And you know. Right now with the competition with, you know, UNC's in the top five this year, a lot of teams, a lot of conferences are getting good opportunities to put their teams in the right position. Uh, So, yeah, for example, UNC, number five right now, uh, I think that would be a big loss if the ACC canceled their season because this is probably one of the best seasons UNC's ever had. I mean, you guys brought up the competition, which I
0: absolutely agree with you, but what about, like, player safety? Do you guys think that the players are safe right now? Like, do you honestly believe that, like— well, I think that
2: I think that you know, especially at State University, I'm like I have I've have class a class with Cam Peoples and Zach Thomas, and uh, you know they've kind of said that um, they're you know safe and they're they're quarantined staying away. I don't think they've done any, and I'm friends with a kicker too on the team, and I I don't think they've done any football activities at all for the past couple of weeks. I think they've kind of been. You know, almost shut down completely. So, um, I, I mean, I think that I think that it goes beyond kind of the the appeal of okay, the fan appeal, and you got to look more at the safety of the players and take the precautionary measures. But um, I think that I don't know. I mean, it's kind of a toss up for me, I guess.
1: Yeah, right. I'm right with you. With the you know, no practicing, you got to think. If the Sun Belt uh, or for our season here at App State gets continued, will the Mountaineers be prepared for their next game? Are they going to be ready? Because you know we saw them already have trouble with Marshall this year, and they were practicing for that game. So uh, you know to come up against somebody like Louisiana, who's ranked in the top twenty-five, I don't think App State would do very well right now with the preparation they've had.
2: But I think it helps though too. They had Campbell as kind of a a, a game to prepare for Louisiana. It's kind of a tune-up game, I guess you could I mean, say. yeah, it's
0: too. a tune-up game, but, like, if you look now, I mean, it basically doesn't mean anything because you haven't... Yeah, they're basically
2: kind of, if you think about it, starting from square one, they really are. So, I mean, if you when you shut down at football activities completely for all those weeks, you come in and you got to do all the same stuff you've done in preparation for the season within that week, week and a half, two weeks, however long, so... And you,
0: you gotta factor in Russ too. I think the first game that we have back is against Arkansas State and not like that Arkansas State's, you know, special or anything and that's a Thursday night game. But you gotta expect that it's gonna be rough for
1: this App State Mountaineer football team on Especially
2: that. for the first half, I would say, getting the kinks out, I guess. So. And I,
1: I will add something as well. The weather's about to start kicking in here in Boone and they haven't had any games like you said in October we haven't had they haven't prepared for the you know we haven't had any rain, uh bad snow or any bad winds really yet but that's going to be soon to come and you know app state they're not really prepared for this atmosphere uh going into this arkansas state game if the weather is going to be bad for that game
2: i'm almost curious though if they're if they're having like they gotta, I would think, be still able to have virtual meetings and like what, position meetings, team meetings, all that, but
0: well, we are all depressed about the mountaineers right now, uh, but let's look at the power five for right now. Clemson is looking real dominant, absolutely throttled. Miami has absolutely just blown out every single opponent that they've had. Are they the favorites to win the college football playoff?
2: I think right now, yes. Uh, and look, they're solid from from top to bottom. Offense is solid, defense is solid. Brent Venables does a great job with that defense. I um, mean, you uh, you look, Trevor Lawrence is playing well. Travis Etienne came back for his senior year on purpose for a reason. You know, he wants that title and he wants to go out on top. Um, so I think right now, yes. Um, of course, when the Big Ten comes back, you've got to put into play Ohio State. Everybody does. Puts into play Ohio State, um, so I think I saw a, a, a prediction which I kind of agree with: Ohio State and Clemson in national title game. Which last year the playoff game between them two was one of the best playoff games I rem- I recall seeing since the playoff um, started. So, you right now I would say yes. As it gets kind of later on in the season, I think they play Notre Dame here in a couple weeks. Um, I, that'll be their first. True test, and then, be, it'll, uh, sorry to cut you off, but it would be their only true
0: test until the ACC championship. Yeah, that's
2: what I was going to say until they get to the ACC championship game. So I think that as of right now, yes, I think they're easily the best team in the in college football.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Clemson, you know, they've had they just played Miami, who was ranked number seven for that game, and it was an absolute slaughter fest. Uh, so I think on both sides of the ball, they're pretty good. I don't want to overlook Alabama because. I mean, we all saw that monster game from Najee Harris—200 plus rushing yards, five touchdowns. That's a fantastic stat line right there. I, I'm not the biggest believer in Mac Jones, though. I, I'm more of a believer in Trevor Lawrence. So, if you had to put put those two teams up against each other, I would take Clemson. But I like Ohio State as well. You know, even though they haven't played yet, I still think they have one of the best teams on paper.
2: Yeah, I think I saw where when they released the rankings Sunday, I think Ohio State was ranked like number six in the nation, and they hadn't even played at all. But I will say, I did love, though, how, you know, that Miami game, there was times where Miami was, uh, was a little chippy, I guess you could say, and um, I loved Trevor Lawrence's heart and his grittiness and stuff that he continued to show and continued to show, so...
0: I mean, you guys hit the nail on the head right there. Clemson, I mean, there's nobody in the ACC that can match up with Clemson. I just think they're way too good. Uh, UNC, I'm nah, I still, I'm still not sold on UNC. Even though they had a great offensive output against Virginia Tech, I'm still not sold. I, maybe it's just the, the UNC hater within me. <laughs> But I just I'm not sold <laughs> yet. they got to prove something to me now. I haven't looked at their schedule, but it just looks like Clemson's got an easy road to the college football playoff unless there is an absolute dismantling of the program. Um, and like you said, we're going to get to Alabama and Georgia here in a second, but I think Alabama would probably be that number two squad. Uh, I was high on Georgia, but i I don't know. At Alabama, they're looking kind of dangerous. But speaking of Alabama and Georgia, number two, number three, let's take a look at both teams. This is not a conventional Alabama squad. I mean, look at their offense. They're putting up 51 points per game. But if you look at their defense, they're allowing a lot of points. They let
1: Ole Miss score 40-plus points on them. So what the heck is up with this team? I mean – Lane Kiffin. He he came from Alabama, so I, I expected a shootout uh with those two teams. But I don't I think people like you said, Alabama this isn't a conventional Alabama squad, but they still have the players that can make them succeed. They have a solid running back, they have a half decent quarterback, and their defense is still gonna ball out because they have Nick Saban there, so you know when you look at this matchup Alabama Georgia number 2 number 3 i don't really look at the numbers here i just consider looking at Alabama because Georgia just doesn't have the the great quarterback they have you know Bennett right now but and Zamir White isn't Najee Harris so if you compare the two the running back quarterback position for both teams i'm definitely taking Alabama so
2: but you can never count out a team though especially that's got a great defense like Georgia has Uh, Like you were saying, I knew with Alabama Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin is going to score a lot of points, going to score a lot of points, going to score a lot of points. So you have to – I would say right now through the first three games, they're 3-0. I would say right now through the first three games is their defense. I think if you want to compete and continue to compete in the college football playoff, you have to have a solid defense. Defense wins championships. So your defense has to be – Almost perfect, in a sense, to want to really have a chance to compete with, you know, if there's potential to compete with Florida in the in the college football playoff, or you know, Georgia, which they will this weekend, or Ohio State, or Clemson. You've gotta you've gotta find a way to tighten up that defense, and you know, that. This game, it it wouldn't, you know. Stetson Bennett, he's he's done a great job. Actually, went to Georgia, transferred to JUCO, came back, won the starting position. So, uh, you know, this game's this game's gonna be interesting to me. This is definitely, I agree, one of the the biggest game this weekend. And um, I think that Georgia, in, or excuse me, Alabama, in order to really be able to continue to compete and be competitive, they have to improve that defense. I mean, Ole Miss was. Ole Miss and Alabama last week is like oh Alabama scored, Ole Miss scored, Alabama scored, Ole Miss. So you, you got to find a way to tighten that up.
0: Yeah, like this Alabama defense. I don't know, I'm just way too used to low scoring SEC football games. So now we got games going into the 60s. And Alex, I kind of want to touch on why you don't like Mac Jones. Mac Jones is going crazy so far. He's thrown for 400 yards in two games, almost. Oh, above 300 yards each game. Why, why the hate for Mac Jones,
1: man? It's not really hate. It's just I, I'm just more of a realist, and when I look at college quarterbacks, I'm looking for NFL quarterbacks, and Mac Jones to me just doesn't scream starting quarterback, and honestly, many Alabama quarterbacks in the past never screamed starting quarterback to me, but that has never been their problem because Alabama seems to always figure it out with whatever quarterback they have. You look at A.J. McCarron, Coker. To, uh Jalen Hurts, and now Mac Jones.
2: Blake Sims. <laughs>
1: Blake
0: Sims, Sims yeah. Oh, man, I forgot he existed. Ooh, sorry. If Blake Sims is somehow watching, <laughs> listening to this uh, sports rap, sorry, buddy. But anyways, a uh, little bit. Uh, not a lot of sexy games this weekend, guys. I mean, we got Alabama, Georgia, but come on, that's like basically it. So what are some other games that you guys are looking forward to watching and something that you'll have on your TV sets?
2: We touched on the Sun Belt earlier. You, you, you said it. There's not a whole lot of good games. I'm scrolling through, we're scrolling through before the show, just looking, and there's not any that just that just catch my eye other than Alabama and Georgia. But the one that I would have to, there's two that I would have to say. I would say the Coastal Carolina Louisiana game that's tomorrow. That's gonna be an interesting game. Coastal Carolina's a very good team. Louisiana's a very good team. Two teams that have the potential to win the Sunbelt Conference. That's going to be a great game. And then the second one I would have to say would be the North Carolina and Florida State game, 730 ABC. That game got moved to a national, um, to a primetime game at 730 on ABC. I'm excited to see how well North Carolina performs in primetime. Florida State finally found their quarterback, I think, personally. You know, they went into South Bend, weren't expected to win, didn't win. But they still put up, I think, what, 30-something points, I think, on on Notre Dame. So I think them finding their quarterback, you know, that game going be interesting to me, especially since it's at dope Campbell Stadium. Um, so I would say those are the two biggest ones. But, yeah, n- not really any that are just, like, eye-opening to me.
1: I've taken a look, and I've got a few SEC – actually, only SEC games that I've looked at this weekend that I'm really – Thinking are going to be good games. Uh, Auburn, South Carolina. South Carolina hasn't been too shabby to start out with. Uh, they got a they got one win on the season. It's not great, but they're playing Auburn, who that's going to be sort of a trap game there at South Carolina. I'm kind of looking forward to that one. I'm also looking forward to Kentucky-Tennessee. After Kentucky only allowed Mississippi State to score two points, one safety. So you, Kentucky to me is interesting. Uh, they're not ranked, but uh, they're going to be playing Tennessee at home. So that could be an interesting game, could be a possible upset. And also LSU-Florida, I think that is my second most interested game I'm into this weekend is because LSU, the national champions from last year, and they're talking about Ed or- Orgeron possibly getting fired. And, you know, this could be, if they lose this game against Florida this weekend, that could be putting Ed Gorgoran on the hot seat. So I think that's going to be an interesting game to watch.
2: LSU, their defense struggles bad too. So, that's me with Kyle Trask, arguably the best quarterback in the in college football. So, so for me, I got I'm going I'm going
0: to plug some G5 schools. Uh well, I I got a couple. There's a back in the Sun Belt. We got Georgia State and Arkansas State. I think Georgia State is very underrated squad this year. Only lost in overtime to Louisiana Lafayette. I like their quarterback. Uh don't really remember his name right now, but that's besides the point. I think he's really good, good dual threat. I think they have a winning formula, and I think they could be a dangerous team in the Sun Belt uh, for this season. Something that definitely App State's going to have to watch out for. After you know, our defense has not been looking too good. But anyways, <laughs> hey, hey. but anyways, another game that I'm looking at four and Liberty. Takes on Syracuse, their first matchup against a Power 5 opponent, Liberty, coming in, you know, 4-0. They've been winning a lot of games. I like to see undefeated teams. I like to see success. And I'd really love to see what this Liberty team can do. And then NC State and Duke. Why? I'm a Duke fan. So, that's all I care about. You're going to say Duke every week. (laughs) i I, got to plug Duke at least
1: once. How's Duke doing this year? Is terrible! That, I think terrible. they have terrible. absolutely in. terrible. <laughs> Between Duke Chargers, I'm not doing too hot. I want to check in on Gary
0: here, folks. Dude, I'm gonna go like <laughs> sit in the corner and cry after the show is over because like every team I have loses. Every team. I'm an Atlanta Hawks fan too. This, it this sounds sucks. like a, a pretty dull life to Garrett. <laughs> oh, yeah, well. Yeah. Doesn't sound like you're... We're not, you're sp- we can't all be winners, brother. <laughs> we can't all be winners. But you are listening to Sports Rap here on 90.5 W-A-S-U-F-M. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
1: Hey, it's me.
0: Welcome back to Sports Wrap sponsored by Egger's Law Firm. I'm Garrett Davenport alongside me Alex Wober and Jason James. We're going to talk about the NFL real quick. The Carolina Panthers improved to 3 and 2. Also 3 and 0 without Christian McCaffrey. So guys, this might be might be a dumb question. But do you think this team can keep up with a winning streak with his return?
2: Absolutely. Yes, I, you have the best running back in the league on your team. I I think, yes, I think when you add Christian McCaffrey, Mike Davis has done a great job filling in for him, but I absolutely think they can continue it. You know, I I saw a stat, and I wish I would have wrote it down, but Tate Bridgewater just is playing a lot better than a lot of quarterbacks in the league right now. And I think the, the when you get Christian McCaffrey back, when he's healthy and fully ready to return – I think they they can continue the win streak. I don't know necessarily how far it'll go, um, but I think they've got a very good chance at at winning a couple when he gets back, too.
0: You know what's crazy? When you said yes, me and Alex just straight up looked at each other. We just gave each other just the funniest look, and I want to hear what Alex has to say about that. But we just looked at each other and just shook the head.
1: And uh, Alex, go ahead, ahead, brother. What's on your mind? I've got some points. So... A, the only reason why I think they're three and zero without McCaffrey is because he's not there, and the reason why is because Mike Dave, They're not looking at Mike Davis as much. Mike Davis, uh, he came from Seattle. He's been on a few teams, bounced around the league. They're not looking at the run game as much now with McCaffrey out. So, and the you know the Panthers, they they have a decent offense, which is forcing
2: them to respect the pass.
1: Correct, correct, and they are. Pretty well in the passing game, you know, besides tight end, they have very stacked receivers. Uh, I w- maybe not stacked, but very productive. They have good receivers. They have good receivers. Yeah, yeah, I would yeah, I would say that. But here is the reason why I don't think they're going to be so good with McCaffrey. I think they're going to be 1-4 and four in the next four games. Uh, they've got, uh, at New Orleans, uh, you know, they escaped with a win last night. So, uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, <sighs> but I still think New Orleans is a stronger team. Uh, And it's at New Orleans, so that's a a tough game. Uh, They win the next week against Atlanta because it's Atlanta. Uh, But then they have at Kansas City uh, and then versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So they've got three divisional games coming up, which are very important for them to win. But if they don't have McCaffrey, or even if they do have McCaffrey, I still just don't see them winning more than one game in this stretch. See, the reason I don't think—now, this might be a dumb take. Now,
0: some people might come from my throat at this, but I just don't feel like they will win with Christian McCaffrey because I feel like he's just used too much. He's yeah. too keyed on. Yeah. And you see, when he's gone, Teddy Bridgewater has been able to spread the ball out more. More people yep. have gotten touches. DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson have absolutely been balling out. And when Christian McCaffrey comes back, you know who's getting the ball. It's Christian McCaffrey.
2: Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna add on to that before you said, but that's exactly what I was gonna say. Oh, the teams when Christian McCaffrey plays are expecting the run. Now when Christian McCaffrey isn't playing, they have to say, oh, oh, sh- oh shoot. Okay, are they gonna pass here? Are they gonna throw here? You know, I mean, you. But you know, I yeah, that's exactly, exactly what I was and gonna say. And that
1: leads to why Mac Davis is doing so well too. You know, yeah, number one fantasy running back in the last three weeks because McCaffrey hasn't been there.
0: Because like they don't have yeah. McCaffrey, you're not keying the ball onto one guy. I mean, if you looked at Christian McCaffrey's usage ratings, they're absolutely through the roof. And you know, but he's so he's so
2: good. Yeah, and he's so vital that. to the offense as well. Like he's uh, he's an
0: amazing. I think he's the best running back in the league. I'm not trying to take anything away from him. I'm just saying, though, that when he returns, it's going to be, okay, we stop this guy, we stop them. But at the same time, that could come to bite me in the butt. So now, you, since he's been gone, you've been able to find weapons that work.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's going to bite you in the butt. Their offensive line hasn't been playing. They, they've been playing decent right now. They, they lost Tri Turner and received a... Very old Russell Okung in exchange. Has Russell Okung even played?
2: I I think he's hurt. I'm pretty sure he's hurt. And
1: Trey Turner hasn't played for the Chargers either. Yeah, so not really, you know, it's a lose-lose scenario there. But you still, you get rid of arguably your best offensive lineman who was, you know, the bulldozer almost.
2: That was a head-scratcher to me. It really was. So, you
1: know, I just
2: just don't see it happening. But their offensive line did went without giving up any sacks. Was it last week or a week before last? So well, if it was last
0: week, they're playing the Falcons. Yeah. Not really Yeah, uh,
1: Well, you're probably right then. <laughs> yeah, not, not a, you
2: know. A very but still, very I mean, but you got to think, though, giving up no sacks in a game is impressive, especially in the NFL, because everybody's good in the NFL, whether people want to believe it or not. You know, you got good athletes on both sides of the ball. So any, any no sacks allowed is good in the NFL. And I also
1: want to add to that, I think a reason why – than those sacks because without McCaffrey, they're making Teddy to get the ball out quicker. You know, you've got speedsters like Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore. Those are guys you can hit very quickly Robbie you know, Anderson's without getting clear. sacked. Yeah, Robbie Anderson, you can toss one up down the field, and he might come down with it. Let him run a streak. And exactly. He's exactly. So, you know, they, they've, <laughs> they've been getting the ball out quicker, I think. And that's why a lot of – and Mike Davis, he's been so involved in the uh, passing game, just like McCaffrey. So they've been using Mike Davis sort of like McCaffrey but it's not
2: the same. I will say, too, though, you as a defense as well have to respect the fact that that Teddy Gloves can run the ball, too, Mm -hmm. when he needs to. He's not a run-first quarterback, but if he needs to run the ball, he can run the ball as well. So it kind of keeps the defense in check, in a way, I guess you could say.
0: And uh, the Panthers' defense has just been... I think they're a really underrated defense. I think they've been playing really, really good uh, this year so far, but you know i look i mean like alex just said about their schedule i just don't think they're going to they're going to keep going with a conventional panthers playbook and give christian mccaffrey the ball that's just what i think's going to happen and they're not going to win games that way um i think cuz i remember i guess it was 2015 when cam Newton was a quarterback and they made it to the super bowl they were spreading out the offense they were spreading out the love ever mm-hmm. since uh you know just with all the injuries that they had and you saw it Like, when they spread out the football, when everybody is able to produce, they're a good team. And uh, I just think with McCaffrey back, they're not going to get a lot of production out of some guys. But we're going to switch up to the L.A. Chargers. I don't really want to talk about their 1-4 start, but I have to because this is my job. It brings me a lot of pain. But... Justin Herbert has been my one shining light. He's been absolutely balling out. So I kind of want to ask you guys the question, kind of a rookie of the year debate, who would you choose to run your team, Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow?
1: Justin Herbert. Thank you. Absolutely, Justin Herbert. I got to say to Garrett, you know, you can't look at the one and four start too closely because they've got a point differential of... About it was it minus three. Oh, yeah, so they're yeah, they're so in nice the games. Three. They're there. They're they're playing good. You know they're they're just not uh, coming. You know coming down to the fourth quarter, they're not executing the way they should be. And I think you know Michael Badgley missing the field goal last night. That's you know that's tough. And you can't blame that on Herbert or the offense. But I do think you know games like the the Chiefs where they have a lead. And stuff like that. I think all it's just going to take a little bit more of the season for them to figure it out and just win those crucial moments. I mean, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, the Chiefs had a lead at
0: halftime, a big lead at halftime. Tampa Bay had a big lead at halftime. New Orleans had a chance to have a big lead at halftime and win the game. I don't know what it up, what's up with Chargers and Kickers sucking. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't understand. I mean, look, like young Lake Koo, I'm not going to say his other name, but Young-Lay Koo in a Chargers uniform, couldn't hit anything. Now he's in the Falcons hitting 50 bombs. Like, what? what is, what's wrong with the Chargers? What's wrong with us? I don't get it. It makes me want
2: to cry. You look at – when you look at those – I take Justin Herbert, too. I think Justin Herbert should have been drafted above Tua. I really do. But that's a – he's my biggest rookie bust of the year. Um, he was the biggest one for me for the preseason. Look, when you look at the Chargers' losses – Their four losses—they've been in those games, all four of those games, as far as the end of the game. I mean, they're losing by seven points, three points, five points. I think they lost by five to the Panthers, seven last night. You know, I mean, they're they're in these games, and they're way better than their record shows. But yes, I would easily take Justin Herbert over Joe Burrow, absolutely.
0: I mean, you guys know my take on this This is Jay Herbo, Herbie fully loaded. He's my guy, dude. I I see what you did there with Jay Erbo. Jay Erbo. you like that? You like that? <laughs> Heck yeah, man. But yeah, no, Justin Herbert has been absolutely phenomenal. He's completely shattered my expectations. I mean, yeah, one and four sucks, but I didn't see it coming. I mean, I thought with Tyrod, it was going to be zero and five, zero and eight. But at least with Justin Herbert, we're in a position to win, like you guys have said. We have been in every single game, had a lead in every single game. And I just think it comes down to coaching. That's really what it is. Anthony Lynn needs to get the heck out of L.A. because he is absolutely running that program to the ground. And, I mean, you got to also factor in injuries and all. Bring no, in Dan not. Quinn. Hey, bring in. Um, <laughs> no, we've got him.
1: We're bringing him back.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, who's, uh, who's the Chiefs offensive coordinator?
2: Mike be Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a great head coach. Put him that'd in. That'd be a LA great head coach. I, I want to touch, touch on the in
1: injuries that. a little bit, Garrett. You know, Eckler, Derwin James. You know, you've got. Keenan Allen was out Keenan for part Allen, of that yeah. game. exactly. You know, you've got key players out in really key positions. You know, Nasir Adderley, he's uh, a very slept on uh, second year player.
2: Nick Bosa was out too, wasn't he? Or. Was Nick Bosa? Yeah, uh, Joe. You mean yeah? Yeah, Joe Bosa. Was Joey Joey Bosa? Sorry, remember. not Nick Bosa. But they, they
1: they're having and like to bring up Joey Bosa, they're having to rely a little bit more on uh, him and Tillery, you know. And it's just like with Derwin James out, he's such an and Chris Harris. I mean, the oh, yeah. secondary is just if you put all those players in that secondary, you're going to have an incredible defense, and you also have Tranquil going out the first game, who was expected to be a huge player at middle linebacker, so I think the Chargers are just you know, they're e- We're suffering. They're staying in these games with all these players out, so I, I just don't think that they're as bad as their record says.
2: Yeah, that should show enough promise right there, just with all the injuries, and then them staying in games as well as they have, too. I
0: feel like this team has a chance to still make it over five hundred, even though they're only 1-4. I still think they have that chance. Um, I know it's going to be difficult with, you know, the Chiefs still, but I'm not too sure when Drew Locke comes back. But I feel like this team can easily beat the Broncos. I think they might split with the Oakland—oh, Las Vegas Raiders. Sorry. Jesus, what's up with relocation? I was
1: going to bring up schedule, Garrett. I think—hot take here, but I think you guys are going to win the next five games. Every single <laughs> Thanks, one, I brother. Th- I needed that. At home against Jacksonville, okay, they, you know, I personally Wait, think you guys are better than them. Jacksonville, Jacksonville's weird. They are, they're very they're odd team. They're weird. They, they hit or miss. Unpredictable. They That's will cool. have Special games Gardner
2: Minshew.
0: where Gardner Minshew looks like the next franchise quarterback and then we'll have games like,
1: why is this dude playing? You just gotta look, I'm looking at the schedule right here, you're playing Jacksonville at Denver. Versus at home against Las Vegas at Miami versus the New York Jets. You're playing four of the bottom five teams in the NFL. But
2: the Raiders looked really good Sunday. The Raiders, the Raiders yeah, that's going to be the But the one Chiefs game. did look kind of – the Chiefs didn't look like the, the Chiefs, Chiefs at all. Been looking a little weird the past two games. Yeah, maybe. they didn't against look – Against
0: the Patriots, they didn't look too hot. Against mm-hmm. the Raiders, they weren't clicking like I thought they would be. Definitely interesting, but as you said, Alex, thank you for the –
2: the, the <laughs> That little cheer-up yeah, he gave me. I'm
0: starting feel good. Now we're getting to the next topic, which I know you're going to love, Alex that man, Russell Wilson, is dangerous. Russ for it? MVP. Get it? Dangerous? Get it? No? Okay. That's no, good.
2: yeah, I got it. <laughs> I know it. As the Seahawks,
0: <laughs> they move to 5-0, and oh, so guys, are they the best team in the NFC? I'm not even going to go to Alex real Don't. quick, because I
2: know his answer. I think you have to make that argument, and I think that they have a very, very legitimate chance to be the best team in the NFC. I think that... You, I I've, I've watched the Seahawks and the Patriots game, and that was a great game. And Russell Wilson, he's just been outstanding. And I think you know it's a shame that Russell Wilson has not won an MVP at all. Not because, even a vote. Yeah, not even a vote. Exactly. I think this year, if Russell Wilson keeps it up, I think he easily wins the MVP. But I think as of right now, yes, the Seahawks have a very legitimate chance to win the NFC. Absolutely.
1: Well, here comes Alex Wilson. (laughs) Number one, Russ is without a doubt the MVP of the league. He is on pace right now for 75 touchdowns in the NFL. No one has ever done that, obviously, because Peyton Manning only has 50-something. But he's probably not going to get 75. Anyways, they're the best team in the NFC in front of the Green Bay Packers and the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, And obviously, he's a lock for MVP, but let's... Let's go away from Russ for a sec. Can we talk about who I think right now is the best wide receiver in the NFL? I agree. Mean, D-K, D.K. Metcalf. Metcalf. Okay, 90-plus receiving yards in each game he's played so far or a touchdown. He's actually number one in the league in receiving. He's top three in almost every single receiving stat you can think of. So I don't see the argument. Uh, for someone to say Russ is not the MVP, I could see Aaron Rodgers coming into that argument, but Aaron Rodgers is not doing these things. Russ is doing fourth quarter wins. You know, the defense is letting up a record worst of all time 479 yards per game. If that doesn't explain Russ being the MVP, then I don't know what does.
2: Yeah, I I agree. I think DK is easily the best receiver in the draft, and I still think the Panthers made a mistake passing on DK Matt I said from whenever during his draft combine, I said he's going to be the the top receiver taken, and he ended up not being. So I I I was happy that Pete Carroll and the Seahawks took DK Matt because I think he'll do very well in Seattle. And
1: I apologize for the uh, bit of bias, but I. I'm just. Hey, this is what I think about the Seahawks.
0: You have you have a great point. I mean, the Seahawks are nice. Yeah. I think they're the best team in the NFC too, brother, brother. I'm not. I'm not shaming you on that. You
2: just imagine Seahawks and Chiefs Super Bowl. Well, that would be a fantastic. Mm. Game. That would be I like that would be like the Rams Chiefs Monday Night game that a couple I feel years like the ago. Seahawks would win that game. And I also want to point
1: out one more thing about Seattle. Don't look at the 479 yards per game because. We have in the last two games, yes, we played the Miami Dolphins, and you know obviously this week uh we have lowered the scores uh in the last two games uh we in the first three games of the season, we were letting up thirty points per game uh to the or the Falcons scored about twenty eight uh the Patriots scored thirty, and uh, I'm going a little blank here, the cowboys, sorry uh scored also thirty, so I think the defense is also improving. Uh, We're going to get Jamal Adams back after this bye week. Damon Harrison just got signed to the team. And, you know, Mr. Josh Gordon still hasn't been reinstated. And I think once he comes back, this offense is about to hit the fire alarms in the kitchen because they're going to be so hot.
2: Josh Gordon's a great receiver. He can just stay clean. He really is. I have a bone to pick with you, Alex. Were you saying?
0: <laughs> no, this is not about Seattle at whatsoever. It was just a little thing that you said that really caught my eye. It was You were talking hmm. about the Rams. Did you say the Rams were on the top teams in the NFC? The he did Third say best that. Team in the NFC. That is cap, brother. I oh, dude. I think the Rams are probably the most overrated team in the NFC. They're going to be the most overrated. What five and one team because they play San Francisco this week and they've been absolutely trash. The Rams have played
2: nobody. So then who do you who do you think, in your opinion, are the best teams in the NFC? Well, hold
0: on. Let me think about that. <laughs> I just don't think that the Rams are really that good. I really don't think so. Uh, let's see. Who have they beaten? Oh, that's right. Every team in the NFC East, and that's it. And then they're going to play the San Francisco 49ers. They haven't been playing anybody good. They played the Bills, and they almost they played, came back. They played good against the Bills. Okay, I'll good. give them that. But the rest of their schedule, they haven't played real top-tier competition. So I wouldn't put them at the top of the NFC yet. I, I think a lot of people yet. do just because of
2: their record.
0: Yeah, and I'm, just, I'm looking past the record here because they have a great record. I'm not trying to say that they don't, but they haven't played the top of the NFC. They've played the bottom, the worst teams in the NFC. So we'll see. How they do when they get some more competition? If I may add, but, one, but I'm not. A, I'm
1: not. I'm not sold on the Rams. <laughs> I'm not sold on a lot of teams, but I'm not sold on the Rams. They under Sean McVay are 28 and 0. Actually, excuse me, 29 and 0 now. When leading at halftime, so I think a lot of people after this, you know, the down year they had last year and the Super Bowl loss, I think a lot of teams just said, "Hey." The Rams really aren't that good, but I think people were just overlooking them. They're still the Los Angeles Rams who went to the Super Bowl a few years ago. They have Ramsey and Aaron Donald. Let's 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 talk about that. He's on pace to break Michael Strahan's sack record this year of twenty two and a half sacks. He's on pace for twenty four right now. So I think that defense is incredibly strong, even though, like you said, Garrett, they haven't played the best teams. But I think they're showing a lot of promise right now. Jared Goff is playing, uh, you know, average. Uh, And their running back, that's the one thing about their team I don't think can take them far, is their running backs. They have Henderson, you have Cam Akers, and Malcolm Brown. Those are three pretty low, pretty like, you know, not a lot of people would go crazy if you heard Daryl Henderson, Cam Akers, or Malcolm Brown. So I think that the run game, getting rid of Todd Gurley really hurt them. But but they did
2: drive, yeah, you said Cam Akers. yeah, Yeah,
1: they're still the Rams, is what I'm trying to say. They're not... Bad because they had one bad year. I mean, I don't think they're bad. I just think they're not
0: as good as people think they are. So I have, me. I have a
2: cli- I have have a quick hot take question. Oh, love just a take. fast hot take question. Who would you rather have on your defense? You can only have one: Aaron Donald or Khalil Mack. Aaron Donald.
0: I have to go with Aaron Donald with that one too.
2: Because I'm not going to lie, I like Khalil like Kahl- Mack. Like Mack, and I would say Aaron Donald too. But that mean Khalil Mack, is a bull. I mean, do you see what he did to the offensive, the Buccaneers' offensive lineman just alone? But yeah, I would say Aaron. I wasn't sure which one y'all would say, but it's just a question I had in my head when. Alex was talking. It's a fair question. And to answer
0: your other question, uh, Jason, I think with Nick Foles, I think the Bears are a better team than the Rams. Wow. I do think so. I do
2: think so. Um, I'm not set that Nick Foles is better than Mitch Trubisky, though. I'm really not. Because they took out Mitch Trubisky when they were playing the Falcons, and Mitch Trubisky, I watched that game, Mitch Trubisky didn't didn't play terrible. I think the – the Bears were leading when they took him out, I think. So Mitch Trubisky didn't play bad. So I'm not convinced that Nick Foles is better than Mitch Trubisky. You know what Mitch
0: Trubisky reminds me of? I mean, they don't play a lot. They don't play alike whatsoever. But he just reminds me a little bit of just Tim Tebow, just because in the first three quarters, <laughs> he's just terrible. And then in the fourth quarter, it's like, I don't know, he gets the powers of Jesus Christ and he just starts balling out.
1: I don't Just understand. imagine,
2: though, if. The Bears would really have Patrick Mahomes in that draft, though.
1: I just, I don't think a lot of people were going to take Mahomes
2: because, I mean. He went to Texas Tech. I mean, you know. Yeah, he's, he
1: wasn't. I think that Mitch Trubisky had a lot of hype from Chapel Hill. So, though. oh, my, my bad, bad, my bad, my oh, bad. No, no, Continue. no, no, Continue. no. no, Continue. no, no you're oh, guy, brother. My I was boss. just saying, he, at uh, Chapel Hill, he only really played one season, so I think he was drafted a little high. So, real quick, guys, before we head to break, what are some key games to watch for this weekend?
2: So, I have, t- I guess if you're talking on this weekend, I have two, but really three. I'm going to go with the Chiefs and the Bills on Monday Night Football. I think that's going to be a-, a great game. The Bills, who can stay undefeated tonight, which I think they will and then, you know, you, you they host the Chiefs actually on Monday night. And then I'm also looking at the Cardinals and the Cowboys, which is also Monday night at 8.15. I'm looking at seeing how well, i just sure, Andy Dalton steps in and takes over, Start I mean, we saw what he did. Sunday against the Giants, I'm interested in seeing how well he plays in a whole game. Andy Dalton's a great quarterback. He just needs, he just needed the right pieces. So I'm interested in seeing if now in Dallas, if he has those right pieces he needs. And Kyler Murray, it's just like, that means a, a freak on the field. He really is. He's quick and he's, it's, I'm interested in both of those games. Those are the only two really that stick out to me. Oh, uh, the
1: games that stick out to me are
2: the Cleveland Browns are 4 and 1. They're 4 and 1. You they're
1: playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think I've got a Steelers fan uh from home and he's a little nervous about this game. Uh the, but Browns the Steelers' been,
2: defense is great. They got a great defense. Browns have been scoring
1: crazy though. I think another game people aren't thinking about is Brady Rodgers. Packers Bucks. That's going to be another good one. And I also think the Chiefs and Bills. versus 4-1. Are the Bills legit? Are the Chiefs falling off? We'll find out. Well, for me, guys, I'm just going to go with one. You guys have really hit the
0: nail on the head for games that I'm looking forward to. But one game that I'm looking forward to for my old Panthers fans out there, the Panthers and the Chicago Bears. Let's see if uh, I put my money where my mouth is about the Chicago Bears. and Maybe the Panthers.
2: Maybe they're legit. Maybe. I don't think this is a game, though, you determine if they're legit or not. But I still think it'll be a good game to watch. But anyways,
0: you are listening to Sports Rap, sponsored by Eggers Law Firm. After the break, we're going to talk some NBA right here on 90.5 W-A-S-U-F-M. In this year of 2020, for everyone.
2: LeBron. 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 That old guy from Akron. Born to one Gloria James in 1984. I think it was December 30th. She held him up like this here and said, Behold, doctor. She said, I just can't give you a regular name. I can't call you David. I can't call you Craig. I can't call you Michael or Larry. I got to give you something that everybody will remember. Oh, LeBron. The great My DJ drop that track. Joy, how does he do that, Skip? Oh. LeBron. The king of Aqua. Oh, Don't worry about it. I told you, Skip. Don't worry about what a Joy. Don't make me have my DJ drop that track. Oh.
1: LeBron's at
2: half court. He's pointing point to, point point to, to the sky. He's pointing to the sky.
0: <laughs> Welcome back to Sports Wrap. I'm Garrett Davenport. Alongside me, Alex Wober and Jason James.
2: And as you heard, LeBron. Of course you would have to put Shannon Sharp in there. Dude, Shannon Sharp's the go, dude. <laughs> Come on, Skip. He makes undisputed good, though. He really does. Like my DJ drop the track.
1: Joy! LeBron.
2: <laughs> the
1: greatest basketball player to ever
0: live. And that brings me to my next point. LeBron James has won ring number four. So you know, after you heard Shannon Sharp, I gotta bring it up. Is LeBron James the greatest basketball player to ever live?
2: No, sir. Oof. No, sir. Look, I'm gonna I'm a, tell you my opinion and I'm gonna show you some stats listen the nba that jordan played in compared to the nba that lebron plays in is completely different lebron in my opinion would not last a second in the nba jordan played in now i think the nba personally has gotten a lot softer than when jordan was in the nba i really do and for those of you who look at stats to determine okay LeBron is better than Jordan. You gotta think Jordan played three years at Carolina before he even left to go to the draft. Jordan stayed three years at Carolina. Now, let's get to some stats, shall we? Okay. Jordan averages averages so far as a career, more points, or Jordan, no, I shouldn't say so far, he doesn't play anymore, but Jordan averaged 30 points a game. LeBron only averages 27. LeBron does average more rebounds and assists. You know, you look at turnovers, LeBron averages more turnovers than, than Jordan does. Free throw percentage, this kind of blew me away. Jordan averages a better free throw percentage than LeBron, which in, which kind of shocked me. I didn't think that, that that would be the case. But I think that personally, I mean, obviously, I wasn't born when Jordan played. But I've seen Jordan highlights. I've heard people talk about Jordan. I've seen the last dance. And I think, in my opinion, Jordan is the better. If you'd give me LeBron in their prime or Jordan in their prime, who I would take, I would easily take Jordan.
1: I'm so, I I really, it's tough for me to talk about this debate because a lot of people love to talk about who is the GOAT, who is the GOAT. Well, Jason, yes, Michael Jordan is the GOAT. Not really that arguable just because the different eras, yes, I agree, but it's so hard for me not to to ignore the people LeBron had to go against in the finals. I mean, he yeah, and the teams he had, and too. the teams he had. Yeah, he, I mean, his first year in Cleveland. I mean, his best, second best player was Larry Hughes or Mo Williams. I mean, he had Ogoskes, man. <laughs> <Sidrunas> Elgaskis. <laughs> who was struggling to run up the field. What's uh, the also, court.
2: what's also amazing to me is Jordan when he had before he had Pippen was not good at all as a. They were The Bulls were not good at all when Jordan didn't have Pippen. So, sorry to cut you off there.
1: Uh, don't worry about it. I mean, that's a good point, Jason. That you're exactly right. And, you know, LeBron, I just – the 3-1 victory, like he says in his uh, – the show he appeared on on HBO, The Shop, that that 3-1 victory against uh, – comeback against the Warriors made him the greatest basketball player of all time. And I just do not agree with that at all. I don't think one championship defines you as the greatest player of all time. And, you know, a lot of people are talking about, hey, COVID, the bubble, big asterisk on the championship. I disagree with that. I I personally think this was a much harder championship to win because of the, uh, the stakes and the environment that they were in. I think it was basically, you know, each game was two teams strictly playing the game, not worried about fans. So I think... LeBron, this is my final statement. Lebron is the greatest thirty-five-year-old basketball player of all time. He is the greatest to do it at this age. No one, there's no one. I'm sorry, there's no one comparable to, to Lebron at thirty-five, uh, the same age. So Lebron's the best thirty-five-year-old player of all time to win a championship. But Michael Jordan is by far the all-time goat. Well, this is where it gets awkward. Uh,
0: Lebron James. Now, I before I, before I say it. I will agree that Michael Jordan is probably the most skilled basketball player of all time. But LeBron is the better all-around basketball player. He is the greatest basketball player of all time. You brought up stats, Jason. I have my own. LeBron James, more points than Jordan, more rebounds than Jordan, more assists than Jordan. Not more steals, but more blocks. More games, better field goal percentages from both inside the line and outside the line.
2: But LeBron's been in the league
1: three years He's older been, than Jordan he was. He has been in the league a little bit more. Does that make but, him better? Honestly, if he came out of high school, it kind of makes him look a little bit better. Well,
0: you, I don't know. Well, you could have come, came out of high school back then still with in Jordan's era, correct? See, this mm. is how you know. I'm not an old head. I don't know. I don't either. I, don't I can't you, remember. Is Revealing our ages but right now. But you better think,
2: though, too. Charles Barkley didn't come out after his freshman year. Charles Barkley stayed three years, too. So. Nobody
0: really did, though. Yeah. I mean, nobody that was wasn't a
2: thing school. back it then. wasn't a thing. Yeah. But I
0: just think LeBron James is the better all-around basketball player. I think, I mean, we brought up the talent that he had to play against. Oh, brother. You know, Jordan didn't have to play against that because he was that team. He was mm-hmm. the 73, I mean 72 and 10 team. Jordan's was, finals teams were not even comparable. He had to the best team mm-hmm. in the league every single year. LeBron didn't have that. LeBron, okay, the one asterisk that I have on LeBron's career is 2011 when they lost to the Mavs. I will give you that. I understand, but you look at his whole body of work and you look at uh, I I mean I could go on a spiel about how you know LeBron in the finals how he's been absolutely carrying his teams, but I'm not going to go into that because we have like five minutes left and I, that would, that's like a thirty minute spiel. But
2: can I add one thing? Just one thing. Okay. My dad actually texted me, so I guess my dad's listening. So, <laughs> but my dad said, and I kind of have to agree with it. Kareem was a good thirty five year old too. Yeah, he was yeah. a good thirty five year old basketball player too. I don't know if he's... I would say he's definitely on in the top five best.
1: And it's just... And at 35, LeBron, it just doesn't look like he's slowing down. I don't know.
0: I feel like he's got at least three more rings in him until he... I mean, especially if he's still on his... Maybe three you know, finals. I think he I can... I about
1: three rings. I think he can play till he's
0: probably 42. I, yeah, I would say gonna 42. He's going to pull Brady. 45, something like that. It's he just, wants to play with
1: Because
0: whenever it comes to the LeBron-Michael Jordan debate... And I had a lot more to talk about, but I guess we can just keep this running for a little bit. They always bring up rings. And that's, always, yep. that's my problem. If you bring up
2: rings, though. Bill Russell's the that's greatest what I'm of saying. all time. Bill
0: Russell, eleven. So you well, want to talk about how Bill Russell's the goat because he has the most championships? So, like, that's the only thing. Is the whole ring compared in the six and zero, four and six? Let's not talk about that era. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. basketball
0: was, uh, mm. and I'm gonna have to disagree with you, Jason. I think that LeBron not only could he be able to play in Michael Jordan's era, I think he'd be able to dominate in Michael Jordan's era. I think he's an athlete that we
2: that was not a whole different brand of basketball, though. I mean, yeah, he is six eight. Six 30. eight. Well, he was you like got to think Pippen, Pippen was a four, and Pippen was what six nine. I mean, the, the guy grew eight inches in. in in what, high school, college, I think? So, you got, I mean, there's some, you got. But he I wasn't
0: mean, the athlete that LeBron was.
2: No, and I'll give you that, but Pippen, Pippin was, is arguably one of the best forwards in NBA history, though. I mean.
0: I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, you're talking about an era where you had Detlef Schrempf, okay? You think Detlef Schrempf is going to guard LeBron James? Is going to stop hey, I just
1: want to say, LeBron versus Dennis Rahman. Dennis Rahman wins every time. Every time? In the paint, yes. Mm. Ooh. That's... that's arguably the greatest that's rebounder and defender take. of all time. That's,
0: I mean, that's that's a strong take.
1: Yeah, like, that's a tough take. I don't think take. it's In Terrible that, in that era, uh, okay, in that era, I'd taken Dennis. But if Dennis plays in LeBron's era, I mean, well, I mean, I'm taking LeBron, I mean, obviously. Dennis
2: Rodman had a game when he played with the Spurs when he had no points in, like, what, 20-something, 30-something rebounds. So, I mean... Dennis Rodman, though, wasn't known for his scoring. Dennis Rodman was an excellent rebounder. I mean, he was he a,
0: frustrated. He was a rebound defensive
2: player. Yeah. That's what he was. But I'm just saying
0: put LeBron in any era. I do not care. Okay. <laughs> He's going to dominate. I am so sorry. I mean, you made a great point with Dennis Rodman. You made a fantastic point. I don't think so. I think still LeBron's going to get his Respect. no matter what. But. That's just me. I think LeBron, like especially in that era, there was no athlete like LeBron James. If Michael Jordan had to go up, LeBron's against the best LeBron athlete James? of all
2: time. What? LeBron's the best best athlete of all time.
0: Okay, we can we can agree on that. But if Michael Jordan had to go up against a player like LeBron James on a kind of an equal team basis, I'm taking LeBron 100 percent of the time.
2: That's fair. I would love to see just now, even now, what Jordan's, what, in his 50s? I'd love to see just how well Jordan would play against LeBron, just one-on-one. I'm interested in seeing that, just kind of that glimpse. And, you know, I don't think...
0: I mean, I think still, if Michael Jordan were to play now, I still think he'd be a great player. I'm not saying he's not. But he wouldn't be at the scale he was at in his era. Mm-hmm. Because of the the way the three-pointer has become the meta.
2: LeBron's done yeah, yeah. more with less
1: than what yeah. Jordan did. Because with less, Jordan couldn't make it out of the first round. Yeah, we won't talk about how Jordan got you know his butt kicked by the Pistons, the Celtics, and the Lakers all before Scottie Pippen. And then... You know, like, I'm going to bring up championship teams he played. You know, he played the Lakers, uh, Magic, one of Magic's last years. uh, Kareem was old. Played a Supersonics team that, for their second time going to the finals, played an old Utah Jazz team with old Stockton and Carl Malone. John Stockton. Who, you know, Stockton's still great. Carl Malone's still the mailman. But I'm just saying, LeBron went against the Warriors, who's arguably the greatest team of all time. uh, Tim Duncan and the Spurs. So. I just, yeah, LeBron. Tim Duncan in the
0: Spurs and with an emerging Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, that too.
2: Could you make the case, though, that the Warriors are the greatest of all time if they only had that one good if they, year? If they would have won
0: if the championship. If they would have had the consistent when, years. When they would have won 73-9, and nine, I think they'd be the best team in NBA history, but they didn't. If, if they would have won the championship when they went 73-9, there's no debate. Yeah, because they had to go get opinion. KD. And then, yeah, they got KD and they ruined the league, but whatever.
2: Yeah. But, different story, different time.
0: Different story because <laughs> we are currently out of time. But before we go, we're gonna start with shout-outs, Jason.
2: So I'll go first. And this one was actually an idea from my from my dad. Again, I'm gonna have to shout out two. Might just shout out Alex Smith coming in and playing for the for the the Washington football team, not the Redskins anymore, but a guy that had 17 surgeries. I think it was on his leg. He's got a whole metal rod basically in his leg. Could have lost it, and to have the, I think I don't think he what he last played what 2018 I think it was. Mm-hmm. So to come back and be able to play, you know, just that that journey is is incredible in and of itself. And then my other one is. Joe Morgan I believe that's his name Joe Morgan yeah that just died from the Cincinnati Reds he's one of the I saw some stats on on him and just he was a great baseball player for the Cincinnati Reds and he was a great broadcaster so those are my two shout outs this week
1: my two shout outs we're gonna start off with the first easy one uh Russell Wilson for MVP I'm just gonna shout that out one more time so yeah, that's everyone knows. shout out every week <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the second one uh, we had a listener in tonight uh, former Seahawk. Sean Locklear, I appreciate you listening and tuning in. Hopefully you'll join us once again. My shout-out goes to... Drumroll, please. Justin Herbert, LaMelo Ball! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not for anything in particular, but just because, hey, the NBA draft is coming up next month. And I think LaMelo Ball, he might be going to my Hawks. And I'm excited. I'm very excited. Thank you for tuning in to Sports Rap. I'm Garrett Davenport, Alex Wober, Jason James. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to Sports Rap, sponsored by Eggers Law Firm on
1: 90.5 WASU-FM.